0: game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Let me hear you. Time for Dodger Talk. Are you ready for a brand new day? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Basset is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling,
1: boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation.
0: Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk,
2: David Vessey. We are live at Oracle Park in San Francisco where the Dodgers get the win eight to two in game one of this four-game series against the Giants. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vassey with you until eleven o'clock here on AM570 LA Sports. Jose Moto will join us at ten forty-five. We will hear from Blake Trinan, Max Muncie, and Andrew Heaney. But not only are we going to talk about the game tonight, but this is a Dodger talk. On the eve of the trade deadline, which is coming up at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and we all know what the big fish is out there, it's Juan Soto. And I've told you this before, I would never say no to Juan Soto. If the Dodgers don't get Juan Soto, do I believe it's the end of their season? Absolutely not. If they do get Juan Soto, that would change the complexion of not only the National League, but also the Dodgers' World Series hopes. It would boost it quite a bit uh, when you have a lineup that would include Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto, Will Smith as your first five hitters. Not to mention Justin Turner when he returns and Chris Taylor when he returns. And who knows? Maybe James Outman will still be part of this lineup. James Outman has made a great first impression. He was on base four more times tonight. He is kind of making history here in some ways. He's doing things that uh, Dodgers have not done before. Certainly uh, since the early 1920s, he became the first Dodger since 1920 to reach base uh, three plus times in his first two career major league games. And, how about this? James Outman and Casey Stengel mentioned in the same sentence? James Outman is the first Dodger to reach base seven or more times through his first two career games since Casey Stengel in 1912. I mean, these are names from the very early part of. Of baseball uh, being kept as far as records and things that people were doing back then 1912 1920 I mean Outman became the first Dodger player to reach base three or more times in each of his two career games since a player by the name of Bernie Nice from April 14th to 9th, uh, April 14th and April 15th of 1920 That's pretty remarkable, and he was at home today because he was a seventh-round pick out of Sacramento State. He had a lot of family and friends up here. I know his family was up in Denver. They traveled here to San Francisco, and he had even more family and friends here to support him, and they were on the field with Outman after the game, taking pictures and just catching up with each other. I found out something interesting, too, today. Uh, As we were watching James Outman take batting practice with the team, I was talking to former Dodger Jock Peterson, and when he when we were watching him take batting practice, he's like, "Is that the new kid? I like his swing, and he likes his swing short, compact, quick to the ball and I said, "Yeah, he's from here, Sacramento State. He say, like, Oh my gosh, I work out with that kid during the off season. He's actually at the same training facility as Jock Peterson." during the offseason up here in the Bay Area. And I asked James about it, and he said, I never really worked out directly with Jock during the offseason, but I would keep my eye on him. I would get there early and just kind of watch how he goes about his business. And they basically worked out at the same uh, facility during the off season, So that's the connection between two Bay Area kids, Jock Peterson and James Outman. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Giants tonight 8-2. to The Dodgers are 69-33. Percentage points ahead of the Yankees for the best record in baseball. Uh, the Yankees won their 70th game of the season. They are the first team to 70 wins. The Dodgers are 18.5 games ahead of the third-place Giants and 12 games ahead of the second-place Padres. By the way, speaking of Jock Peterson, he was not in the starting lineup tonight for the Giants, and a lot of buzz around San Francisco that Jock Peterson will be traded again before tomorrow's 3 o'clock trade deadline. So we'll see where Jock Peterson goes, considering the Giants are... They're not going rebuild, but certainly are going to try to get something for a guy like Jock Peterson, who's a free agent at the end of the year, since they are 51-52 and 52 and four and a half games back of the wildcard spot. The Phillies have that third and final National League wildcard spot as of now. Eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy. 2570 Do you believe the Dodgers need Juan Soto? They also, like I mentioned two weeks ago, I mentioned this guy's name two weeks ago. Pablo Lopez of the Marlins he's available I said it two weeks ago and what do we find out today the Dodgers and Marlins are talking about Pablo Lopez Uh, he's a very good pitcher and certainly would be a big addition to the Dodger rotation not only this year but for the next two years because he's under team control for the next two years so uh, Pablo Lopez I said his name a couple of weeks ago. I told you to remember it, and here we are on the eve of the trade deadline, and the Dodgers and Marlins are still talking about Pablo Lopez. Let's go out to the phones. Let's go out to Oak Park in Sacramento. Willie, you're on Dodger Talk live from Oracle Park. Hi, Willie.
3: Hey, David. It's great to uh, great to chat with you. First-time uh, caller. Uh, big fan of yours. You're an absolute baseball Fanatic and uh, dodger uh, lover, so I really appreciate all of your incredible contributions to uh uh the Dodger uh, lexicon over the past few years
2: but oh, i wanted thank to thank you about, Willie uh,
3: yeah, yeah, I appreciate you yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, uh, james James Altman, man the guy is an absolute stud um, It's only been two games, so we can't get too excited, but you, you know just give some respect to this guy and 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 create the, the hopefully he can continue this momentum. Uh, so keep that up. I liked what Trey Turner had to say after the game. Uh, you know, the guy keeps his head down, he's working hard, so that's good. Also can kind of appreciate that kind of clubhouse, uh, uh, perspective from a, a guy like, uh, Trey Turner who hits a home run tonight and also is, uh, Uh, You know, on a 18-19 game winning, uh, uh, 18-19 game hitting streak. So, absolute stud. This squad is stacked as far as Juan Soto goes, you know. Like, I hear what you're saying. I wouldn't, hey, I welcome him with open arms. I know a lot of Dodger fans are out there chanting in right field, center field saying, uh, you know, future Dodger and whatnot. Okay. Um, But, you know, we do have a squad and there's other things coming up in the off season as far as, uh, uh, you know, keeping that, uh, uh, salary, you know, keeping the money around and whatnot, because there's, there's some, some big folks, including Shohei, uh, coming around. So I don't yeah, know if Shohei,
2: that's uh, even... Shohei's uh, going to be on the trade block, uh, Whether or not he gets moved tomorrow, unlikely, but there's a very good chance he gets moved during the offseason. Appreciate the phone call, Willie. And, yeah, a lot to unpack of what you said there. Trey Turner has a 19-game hitting streak when he uh, let off the seventh seventh inning with a home run. And, you know, everybody's talking about Juan Soto, and we always get caught up in who's next. How about what we have right now? I feel like we have to start appreciating Trey Turner And I wouldn't mind seeing Trey Turner extended. Uh, He's 29 years old. Say what you will about Trey Turner. You could poke holes in any player. He's a great player. He's a winning player. And the biggest testament to Trey Turner is the combination of himself, the trio of himself, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, is a big reason why the Dodgers have the best record in baseball right now. And I can understand if you don't want to give a 29-year-old a 10-year contract, but how about five years with a high annual average salary? And I know the buzz uh, around baseball is, doesn't he want to go to the East Coast? He's a Florida guy. Doesn't he and his wife want to go to the East Coast? Uh, I'm sure that was their preference, but uh, I find it very hard to believe after experiencing playing in Los Angeles for the Dodgers that... If the Dodgers were able to step up to the plate and pay him what he feels is his value, uh, he would stay. Uh, but i know other teams are licking their chops for trey turner on the east coast namely the yankees the phillies the braves even are thinking trey turner as well but uh i'd love to see him stay in a dodger uniform and continue to be part of the big three with mookie bets and freddie freeman let's go out to oracle park or blake who is at oracle park how you doing you're on dodger talk hey Vasay. uh Long-time uh, listener, first-time caller.
3: Just wanted to answer your question about Juan Soto. Uh, I am a firm believer that the Dodgers do not need Juan Soto at all. I think that I kind of stand with uh, Buster only on this one. On his uh, podcast this morning, he talked about how he thinks that the uh, Dodgers are just staying in the Juan Soto race to uh, get the Padres to overspend. And uh, I, I agree with him 100%. I think that the Dodgers... If they're staying in it to get the Padres to get rid of their farm system, then go right ahead. Um, I think the Dodgers' biggest issue right now, or I wouldn't even say it's an issue, but I think they need to be shooting for Pablo Lopez from uh, the the Marlins, and uh, they definitely need to re-sign Trey Turner. Anyway, uh, big fan, and uh, thank you so much for taking my phone call.
2: Hey, thank you, Blake. Thanks for the phone call. Look, I could see that happening, too. Andrew Friedman said this uh, the very first day he was on the job. He loves misinformation. So... Uh, If the Dodgers are not as in on Juan Soto as what's being reported, that will drive the price up on the Padres. You don't think that A.J. Preller isn't traumatized from last year when he thought he had Max Scherzer and all of a sudden the Dodgers come in with a big offer of Cabert Ruiz and Josiah Gray and not only get Scherzer but also get Trey Turner. You don't think that's in the back of his mind? So, certainly, uh, the shadow of the Dodgers is large, and it's looming large in these Juan Soto trade talks. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. I I would say the Dodgers would be... Uh, able to upgrade their roster even without Juan Soto. If they were able to land a guy like Ian Happ, who's a switch hitter, you know, they are looking for a little bit more production from their left-handed hitters. They haven't gotten it consistently from Max Muncie and Cody Bellinger. That's the reason why Jake Lamb is here. That's the reason why James Outman is here. So, they're looking for a guy that can give them some pop from the left side. Ian Happ falls into that category. So does another national by the name of Josh Bell, a switch hitter. So... I wouldn't rule out the Dodgers making a trade for another hitter that's not named Juan Soto. That's part of the reason why they were in on David Peralta before he was traded to the Tampa Bay Rays as well. So uh, the Dodgers are, are in the mix for a couple of different things here. And uh, Pablo Lopez, uh, like I said, I, you know, I'm not trying to to say I told you so, but the Marlins are pitching rich. Their offense is a big problem. They have a big problem going back to last year scoring runs. So uh, they are dealing from uh, a part of their roster of strength. They have a lot of pitching in the major leagues and coming in the minor leagues. So trading Pablo Lopez for probably some offense would help them this year and moving forward. Who that is still remains to be seen. I just hope it's not James Outman. I like James Outman. I don't want him to leave. 866-987-2570. I also like Freddie Freeman, and he joined us on the pregame show today, and I brought up the base running of Freddie Freeman with him. It's a part of his game that I did not fully appreciate, and I don't believe you fully appreciated until we saw him play every day.
4: I do take a lot of pride in, I call it running the pillows. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously I'm not the fastest guy, but um, first to third, like I told you earlier, 90 feet is huge in this yeah. game. So I know I'm not the fastest guy, but I try to take pride in getting the best reads. It also helps that I play the infield so I can see balls and how they go over people's heads. Um, I do try to push the limits on the bases because one day I'm not going to be able to run as fast <laughs> as I, I do now. So, um, you know, I try and pick spots to steal bases. Um, you know, it's just I just trying to be a smart, aggressive base runner, and you know, in this game, you try to be the best you can on all aspects of the game, and obviously, running the bases is a big one for me, and I try and do the to the best of my abilities.
2: Do you feel like you're still taking people by surprise, opposing players by surprise?
4: Oh, I think people don't realize that I do try and steal bases and and stuff like that. I think everyone, I when I got here. Doc, when we talked in spring training, he said how they love how I run the bases and yeah. stuff like that. I don't think the Dodgers miss on certain things. They always do their reports, and they, they know what they're talking about. I think just some of the guys didn't realize that I will steal <laughs> yeah. as many bases as I do. It's just uh, I try and I do everything I possibly can to help the team win. And, you know, if a, if a guy's 1-5, 1-5-5 to home plate, I got to go. It's just you try and pick the right spots, pick the right situations to help the team get an extra run.
2: And we saw that tonight, Freddie Freeman uh, stretching a single into a double. We saw him score on a Will Smith double all the way from first base. So really fun to watch Freddie Freeman run the bases. And I really do believe, and it's a little bit shocking in this day and age where so many teams are prideful in the information that they have that they haven't figured out that Freddie Freeman will take an extra base on you, will steal a base on you. So it's played in his advantage that Teams are still sleeping on how good and smart of a base runner Freddie Freeman is. To hear the full interview with Freddie Freeman, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. We're going to take a timeout here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, more trade talk. What do you believe the Dodgers need to do? Are you happy with the Dodger roster as it is? Plus, we'll check in with Jose Moda as well. The Dodgers tonight beat the Giants 8-2. to We are live in Oracle Park until 11 o'clock right here on AM570 LA Sports.
0: On air at AM570, online at AM570LASports.com, and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett.
1: Two and two to Muncie. The The pitch. Fly ball, hit well to center field, backing up is Slater at the wall, reaches up. He leaps and the ball is gone. Max Muncy with two strikes has given the Dodgers
2: the lead. Max Muncy delivering with two outs in the second inning to give the Dodgers the lead and they would never give it back as they defeat the Giants tonight. 8-2 8-2 to 2 at Oracle Park. This is David Vasse. We are with you until 11 o'clock on Dodger Talk right here on Dodgers Radio, AM 570 LA Sports. Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast congratulates Desiree Hernandez of Los Angeles. Desiree receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash home run. Caleb Ferguson got the win in relief tonight. He has pitched in 15 games this season and has yet to give up an earned run. 14 and two thirds innings for Ferguson coming out of the bullpen this year and he has not given up a run so the Ferg train is back for the Dodgers in a big way in relief. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We'll get back to the phone calls in just a moment and we'll hear from Jose Moda coming up in two minutes but want to get you caught up on some of the trades that already have occurred today the big one is josh Hader going from the brewers to the padres in exchange for the padres closer taylor rogers danelson lament and a couple of prospects also The Cardinals acquired Jose Quintana and reliever Chris Stratton from the Pirates. The Red Sox traded Christian Vasquez to the Reds for Tommy Pham. The Yankees made a flurry of moves. They got Frankie Montas from the Oakland A's. And uh, the Orioles traded Trey Trey Mancini to the Houston Astros. The uh, Nationals and Braves made a trade. Uh, The Braves are acquiring Eher Adrianza from the Nationals, and the Braves actually traded uh, their left-handed reliever, Will Smith, to the Astros as well. So a lot of trades, and you can get caught up on all of them at AM570LASports.com. Before we get to Jose Mota, let's take a couple of calls. Sandy in Laguna Hills. You're on Dodger Talk Live from San Francisco. Hi, Sandy.
3: Hi, there, David. I want to thank you for your commentary and your predictions. And the question I have is, what do we do with Juan Soto in the outfield? We have a great outfield as it is.
2: Yeah, if uh, the Dodgers acquired Juan Soto, and thanks for the phone call, Sandy, he would more than likely play left field. Uh, He would be – scouts have told me he's an above-average outfielder in the corners, right field and left field. Mookie Betts is not moving for Juan Soto. So Soto would play left field, and more than likely in a trade for Juan Soto – uh, the buzz around the league is the Dodgers would have to give up Gavin Lux to acquire Juan Soto. So that would open up second base for Chris Taylor to move into the infield. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Jose Moda and Rick Monday were a great team tonight on the broadcast from San Francisco. And Jose joins us from the team hotel. A nice game again for James Outman, Jose. It was great, fun to watch this young man go out there and play with so much energy.
5: Uh, it's always so refreshing to see a young player come up to the big leagues and, and feel like he's ready to contribute, not just like, let me get my feet wet, let me get a feel for the game. I mean, he came in as in, like, I go to go out there and almost like fight for a job and fight to stay in that lineup. So very nice to see also the athletic abilities he's shown to us uh, in, in the batter's box, coming out of the batter's box, and also in the outfield.
2: No doubt. And, you know, I told you this and I mentioned this on the show that scouts from other teams were raving about Outman after watching him play in the Arizona Fall League. And they said that he may not be an elite five-tool player, but certainly a five-tool player.
5: Well, you know, I mean, there's not that many elite five-tool players to begin with, but there's guys that as they mature and understand what their game is and why, is they also age a little more, something else comes around. It could be your power. It could be the ability to just take the extra base. It could be the ability to steal a base, all those things. So, yeah, I mean, guys that have the ability to have and utilize these, these tools adequately, Dave, will find a way to continue to keep them polished to be better. And for this kid, even though he's kind of a late bloomer, to work really hard to where he is, I'm glad to see that he can help you in so many ways. And we've seen just a little example here in the big leagues, I know. But from also talking to people that I saw him play, as he mentioned, the fall league and throughout the season, they said he also made a nice adjustment going from double A AA to triple A.
2: Jose Moda is joining us after the Dodgers beat the Giants tonight, eight to two at Oracle Park. You and Rick were talking about Max Muncy on the broadcast. You've talked about the subtle adjustment he has made. Do you feel like... We're seeing signs of life from Max Muncie. I know he hit the home run tonight, but even in Denver felt like he was driving the ball better.
5: Driving the ball better and making harder outs and not lazy outs and not pulling off the ball as much. And he's made a slight adjustment with his back foot where he just takes like a little step back with his back foot early. It's almost unnoticeable, but it's something that just reminds him in setting and loading properly. And because of that, I would say we see him driving the ball the other way a little bit more. And we, we mentioned this time after time, after time driving the ball the other way. Why the way he's pitched to, and he's pitched very carefully. He's got a great eye. Well, teams know that if there's only one side of the field to defend and he's not going to hurt you with a pitches middle of the plate outside or down, then they're going to stay in one zone. And and he's shown the ability now as he did today, he stayed right through that changeup middle of the field, drove it with his legs, loaded up nicely, has nice balance and transfer to just go out there and and unload and go the other way. But um, in that at bat when he hit the home run, you know, Webb's idea was i got to throw this guy as many breaking balls as possible. He's hitting 103 against breaking balls. And he fought himself, saw the ball well, got something good to hit, and Dodgers overall, beyond Muncy, did a very fine job against a very good pitcher tonight.
2: All right, Jose, before I let you go, the elephant in the stadium is the trade deadline tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Juan Soto is still out there. There's still a lot of buzz around the league that the Padres, Dodgers, and Cardinals are the three teams that are still in it for Juan Soto. Do you believe the Dodgers uh, land Soto, and do you feel like uh, Pablo Lopez uh, is a difference maker for their rotation if they're able to come to an agreement with the Marlins on a trade?
5: Let's put it this way. If the Dodgers want Juan Soto, they will get Juan Soto. The Dodgers have as much material to offer for the Nationals as any team in baseball, and they have a relationship already established. And if there's a need for Juan Soto and they think this guy's going to be what we need at this point as a team, they're going to go out there and get it done. Now, the Lopez thing, and I'm glad you mentioned that because you did mention this a couple of weeks ago. And You know, the first month of the season, he was an untouchable guy in that rotation, in in the organization, in the franchise. Since then, it's like, okay, you know what? We got Sandy Alcantara. We got more depth coming through the minor leagues. And I can never say enough about adding starting pitching because the offense is at a point now where you believe every single one of these guys, even with some weak links here and there, you have enough to score a lot of runs. But um, good pitching beats good pitching. And I'll stick with that theory. And I think Pablo Lopez will be an outstanding addition.
2: Is Pablo Lopez a pitcher that could pitch in game two or three of a playoff series?
5: Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, he's still a young guy, 26 years old, uh, from Venezuela. Um, you know, we can't compare and start talking about wh- which big games will he pitched in. Well, at some point, every single pitcher in baseball has become big in the postseason has had to have that first time. Go up and give him the stuff. He's got terrific stuff, good size, a 6'4", 225. And I know that wearing a different uniform that says, you come here to win, you go somewhere else to win, it really changes guys for the better
2: all right jose we'll see what happens between now and three o'clock tomorrow the trade deadline already a flurry of moves and we'll see what andrew friedman has up his sleeve before three o'clock tomorrow should be fun
5: yes dave it was great seeing your face again
2: hey great job today jose you and rick are a good combo
5: I always learn something, but Rick, he keeps me laughing. I'll tell you that. He's a great partner. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. No
2: doubt. See ya. There he goes. Jose Moda, who was part of the broadcast. Tim Neverd slid over to Sportsnet L.A. He'll be back in the radio booth tomorrow. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Rick in L.A. You're on Dodger Talk live from Oracle Park. Hi, Rick.
1: Hi, Dave. Quick comments on tonight's game. First of all, Great start for this kid out, man. Uh, been watching baseball for four decades. First time I ever see a kid just impress me with that short, compact swing. Uh, let's keep him on there as much as we can, develop him, and keep him on the roster. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, when Gavin came up, got those first two hits a couple of years ago when he started out for us. And then just a quick comment: was listening to uh, to our rivals up up north with uh, FP Santangelo. And uh, it's amazing to hear them say that, yeah, they're just not on the same field with uh, with our team this year, and that uh, yeah, total sense they they pretty much are waving the uh the white flag there for us. But uh, as to the Juan Soto uh, deal, I don't think we need Soto right now. As you said, I kind of agree with you in the sense of getting him in the off season. Maybe we can make a better uh, better package uh, and put some players in there that uh, will make sense and not deplete our farm system because we got some great talent coming up as we see with Outman. uh, Yeah, but it's it's Juan
2: Soto. I know everybody talks about uh, not depleting the farm system. That's fine, and it's not like, uh, and thanks for the phone call, Rick, it's not like baseball players are not being born every day. The Dodgers have done such a great job of drafting and developing. Even if they traded four, let's say four or five prospects for Juan Soto, uh, they're so good at drafting and developing, they can restock the farm system. This is a a once-in-a-generation type of talent. And by the way, he's 23 years old. He's a young player that has already accomplished so much that older players have never even dreamed of coming close to accomplishing. So when you talk about Juan Soto, don't forget how young he is and how good he is. He's a game-changer. He's a series changer, more importantly, and that's where the Dodgers are headed to playoff series in October. Where would opposing pitcher team, relief pitcher, uh, go when they have to face, like I mentioned, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto, Will Smith, Justin Turner. Tell me if there's a better lineup in baseball than those first five or six. There isn't. And that's a series changer. Let's go out to Sacramento. Justin, you're on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Justin?
3: Good. Thanks for having, uh, having me on, David. Uh, my question was, I wanted, I've wanted i heard you mention about re-signing uh, Trey Turner being a priority, but how you think if they were to make a move for Soto, that could affect them re-signing Turner because him and Soto are such good friends and the potential for them to extend Soto long-term after they made the move? He talked about last week at the All-Star game about how he tried to get Trey to come back over to that side and how much he misses playing with them. And I've heard Trey say how he still talks to Soto on a regular basis. So I wondered what you thought about that and how they could have an effect on each other where they end up at.
2: Yeah, I would say there's, there's that dynamic of it, Justin. But really, at this point in time in both of their careers, money talks and Juan Soto could be on the Dodgers, that doesn't mean Trey Turner is going to give the Dodgers a discount just because Soto's on their team. And same thing, Juan Soto, when he hits free agency in three years, he's not going to give the Dodgers a discount just because Trey Turner's on the team. But uh, if all things were equal, I would say the Dodgers would be Number one, they are the most attractive team to play for. Number two, having a guy like that on the team certainly would be attractive for both of them, but I think there's room for both of these guys. All right, thanks for the phone call, Justin. Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't believe if you uh, trade for Juan Soto, that means that you can't afford uh, Trey Turner. I I believe the Dodgers have shown money is not an object. Uh, I think we're past that point in time. Mark Walter has shown how committed he is to winning, along with Todd Boley and the rest of the Guggenheim baseball group. They have proven that if they want a player, they'll even pay a bad player or a player past his prime just to get that guy. Uh, They're doing it with David Price, who obviously, as he has admitted, is on his last fairway. Uh, to make the deal for Mookie Betts. They did the deal for Adrian Gonzalez in 2012 and had to take on the Josh Beckett and Carl Crawford salary to acquire Adrian Gonzalez. So they've proven that, you know, even if you're not going to pay that player specifically, uh, if they want a player, they will take on a bad contract at the end of it. So... Uh, I think Jose Mota said it right. If the Dodgers really want Juan Soto, Juan Soto will be a Dodger tomorrow. And we'll see how badly they believe they need Juan Soto. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a need. Um, I even wouldn't say it's a luxury. I've changed my tune on that. I don't believe you would call it a luxury because the Dodgers do need some production from the left side It's been a disappointing season for Max Muncy. It's been a disappointing season for Cody Bellinger. And Juan Soto would just make a great lineup, the best lineup in baseball right now, that much better. And the pitching still could happen too Pablo Lopez could still be had from the Marlins and even if he's not you got Dustin May coming back uh, you got Walker Buehler coming back he was playing catch you got Blake Trinan coming back for your bullpen so and Bruce Star Ratterall so there's a lot of players that are coming back for the Dodgers to bolster this pitching staff for October That'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. I am very, very excited and anxious to see what happens between tonight and tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock, the trade deadline, 3 o'clock Pacific time tomorrow. Uh, There's a game, too, tomorrow, by the way. Game two of this four game series between the Dodgers and Giants. Tyler Anderson on the mound for the Dodgers. He's 11 and one with an ERA of 261 going up against former Dodger. And like I mentioned, one of my favorites, Alex Wood. He is seven and eight with an ERA of 411. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 30. First pitch at 645. By the way, I still contend and maintain that if Alex Wood started game seven of the 2017 World Series, the Dodgers would be the world champions. Anyway, thanks to Dwayne McDonald and Colin Yee. In case you missed any of the show, you can find it on the I Radio app. Once again, the final score tonight from San Francisco, the Dodgers defeat the Giants 8-2. Have a great night. See ya.